from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are joined here once again by our friend Elizabeth Stitt. And that's Elizabeth with an S, E L I S A B E T H S T I T T dot com. That's her website. She's the founder of Joyful Parenting Coaching, and she's here helping people all over the world uh, again with parenting. So, yes, parents, adolescents, kids, she's helping you all out here with her programs and her coaching. We'd like to welcome her back. Say hello, Elizabeth. How are you? Hi, Jill. Good to be back. Good to see you. For those that may not know of you yet, would you mind introducing yourself to us? Absolutely. I am coming to you from the West Coast, from Northern California. I came to parenting coaching with 25 years of teaching, mostly middle school under my belt. And I've been supporting parents and how they show up with their kids and the harmony that they create at home for going on nine years. Wow. And where are you based out of? Monterey, California. Beautiful. Amazing. And now with all your background and experience and work you're doing, you specifically focus on what? On helping parents to have the relationship with the kids that they want and have flow and ease and harmony in their homes and have that really tight relationship, that connection with their kids that gets them the happiness and cooperation and joy. I want you all to have joy in your parenting. I know, Jill, you're you're a parent. Yeah, yeah. One just turned eight. The other one's turning six. Uh, it's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. And as far as parenting not being, you know, as hard, you're saying it's harder than it used to be. Uh, you know, you mentioned we no longer have that societal structure like we used to, right? That typical work day, typical one parent staying home. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. We started talking about this idea last week right? That the stressors that are in place are leaving us feeling a lot more anxious and overwhelmed, exhausted, and guilty about our kids. And one of the things, one of the ways in which we don't have structures, for example, is there are so many more pulls on not only our time, but our kids' time. Mm -hmm. So the sense of there being family time almost doesn't exist anymore. And What that means is that as parents, we have to be very deliberate and very proactive. We can't just do what everybody else is doing. Because if you do what everybody else is doing, then, you know, one kid is going to have choir at dinner time on Mondays. The next kid is going to have math tutoring on Tuesdays when you're trying to have dinner. And that whole idea of like, when are we going to come together and be a family doesn't exist, right? We used to have the concept of nine to five and In my household growing up, there were phones that were attached to the wall. And if that phone rang between six and eight, the rule was absolutely, you do not answer it. Because 10 to 1, it's a telemarketer. And if it's somebody who really needs you, they're going to call back. Yeah, that's true. Uh Uh-huh. And that meant that you had this block of time when parents and children were able to come together, refocus, connect, share their day. Parents were able to reinforce Mm -hmm. lessons in reflecting on their kids' days and values that they wanted their kids to show up with. Most families today are just so busy running that agenda, the go, 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 who's going here and what's going to go there, that we don't get that time. So we need to get clear on our values and our priorities, and we have to decide 
what how what's our balance and our family going to be it's not going to look like it looked 30 years ago probably because we just are more busy yeah and as professionals you know as a parenting coach i've got people pinging me <laughs> all the time right you know they 24 7 let alone where they're located yeah. compared to your time zone yes <laughs> yeah no exactly like they wake up they're anxious in the middle of the night and they send off a text going hey elizabeth do you have any time today mm-hmm. and to some you know to some degree they expect that the first thing i do when i wake up is that i'm going to see that text and i'm going to respond to them when really if i still had kids at home you know, thank you for understanding. People that I talk to don't understand that concept. Well, I te- I'm like, I'm busy running around, getting them up, getting them dressed, getting their teeth brushed, getting them on the bus, and you're not near your phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and that's okay. It's okay for us to be clear about that and to know that that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then when we communicate that clearly to our kids, mm-hmm. not only do they understand it, so they push against it less, so... Let's say that you decide in your family that Sunday afternoons are sacrosanct. Mm -hmm. They are family time. We are not saying yes to anybody. Now, when Sally asks your eight-year-old to her birthday party, Mm -hmm. and it's on Sunday afternoon, and you say, oh, sweetheart, I know you would love to go to Sally's birthday party. Sunday afternoon is our family time. Let's get Sally a nice present and make her a nice card. So your daughter's going to be disappointed. Is your eight-year-old a daughter? Sorry, don't even know. It's son, uh, but yeah, no, it's true. Son, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be disappointed. Yeah. But because you are clear about it in every cell of your body that this is our family time and there is nothing more important than our family time when we have decided that that's what it is. Over time, your child is going to feel so good about that family time. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be able to recognize that, and also they're gonna be able to look around and see like other kids don't have this cool, neat sense of connection mm-hmm. and slowing down the world and really focusing on each other stuff. And not in the short run, in the short run, they're gonna be disappointed about the birthday party. But in the long run, they're going to recognize, like, no, this is a really good thing. And this is cool that we have this. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make it easier for them to move from disappointment about not going to the birthday party to saying, like, okay, what can I do to make it up to Sally? What, you know, I can still celebrate Sally and her birthday, just not at her birthday party on Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And it's making those deliberate decisions as uh, parents, as a family. And a lot of people nowadays aren't doing that. But the importance of it outweighs everything. As you mentioned, over time, the child establishes something that's valuable, that's unique, that's, wow, engaging. I have family time. Yes, you're right. In the long run, totally. I get it. So you got to put everything you mentioned, like get it all clear, put it out there step by step and keep that structure of the family, which a lot of us don't do anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite structures, in fact, this is in my top three parenting tools. One of my favorite structures is family meetings. Mm-hmm. Jill, that provides so much bang for your buck, even with kids who are six and eight. 
tell me. I want to know. I want to learn. I don't ever yes. have a, I never had a family meeting, but this sounds good. Okay. Well, just think about it. Like you don't, you don't run a company without a meeting. You don't run a school without having staff meetings. Most organizations recognize that in order for everybody to come together and to get on the same page is part of what keeps the organization moving smoothly and towards a common yeah. goal, right? If we just send people off to do their own thing, then the direction of the company or the unit, or in this case, the family, mm-hmm. is very random. If we come together regularly, we get to redefine what's our goal, who we are every week. And in fact, one of the exercises that I lead families through is examining their values, examining what makes them special and unique, mm-hmm. right? Who's, who, what, what's the Nicolini family? Mm-hmm. Who are we as a family? What's special about us? And even doing a vision board to help solidify that and come out of that with a motto or a family statement. Yeah. Something along the lines of in our family, we, you know, we are, we are kind, we are helpful, we are respectful, or we have fun, Mm -hmm. or we value nature and the environment. I don't care what you choose for your family. That's up to you. Your family's unique. But when you choose it deliberately and you articulate it to your kids, and then maybe there's almost like the Pledge of Allegiance, something that you say all the time, it could be more lighthearted, it could be a chant or a cheer, or it could be a little bit more formal. Now, when we have a family meeting, and we come and we sit down together every week, and we say our chant, or we say our pledge, or we read our mission statement, we are reminding our children and redefining for our children in a very concrete way. Kids need it to be concrete because the concept of family is abstract. Yeah. Right. So, but when we do these practices, we bring it to something very concrete. So family meetings, I like four parts. Part one is that activity, something which brings us present at the table. And we have a, let's leave our, let's leave our electronics, you know, Yep, Somewhere we have else. a call coming in. Hold on. Hello. Welcome to the show. You're live on the line. Who's this? Oh, hi. My name is Alex. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the show. Just to let you know, you are live here at Elizabeth Stitz. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you guys for taking my call. Thank you. Um, so please, yeah, any I, questions you have, obviously we're talking about parenting. That's what she does best in coaching, but <laughs> what did you have in mind? Uh, so my question uh, is actually my infant baby is up all night and I really just don't know at this point how to get him to sleep. <laughs> Do you work with infants too, Elizabeth? <laughs> oh, hi, Alex. Congratulations on your new baby. That's fabulous. Thank you. And I 100% understand and I'm sure Jill remembers the desperation of like, oh, <gasps> Could somebody just tell me the answer? And there are good sleep specialists out there and there are good sleep resources. And to tie in with what we're talking about today and in in creating structures, here's going to be my tip. And it's not going to seem like it is going to help you with your infant baby, but I promise you it will. And that is, I want you to start having family meetings with your spouse, with your parenting partner. I want you to Carve aside a time every day because you've got an infant. If you can do it every day, that would be great. If not, every week when you're coming and you're reconfirming 
even in the midst of the chaos and the difficulties of trying to get a baby to sleep through the night and the stress and the strain of all that, that you are pausing and taking a moment to remind mm -hmm. yourselves, why do you love each other? Why did you want to become a family? What's your vision for your family? And in that way, you'll help to reset your nervous system. So I know that's not going to directly affect getting a baby to sleep through the night. And, you know, I do want you to go look for resources on that. But I also know that our babies absorb our emotions and they absorb our tension. And if you could start developing a practice of being deliberate about, even with this little infant saying, ah, who are we as a family? Who do we want to be? Who are we becoming? Mm -hmm. That just that. Yeah. Every day would be awesome, but if you could manage once a week, it's going to help refocus you, help re-energize you, and help keep you committed to showing up in a really loving and constructive way. And look, I'm excited to try it, and I, I really appreciate all your advice, and look, anything will help at this point. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Just know it's a country song, right? It's called It Won't Be Like This For Long by Darius Rucker. Google the words to that song. It is so <laughs> true because it's – and then you're going to go to the next phase of dropping her off or him off at school and then, you know, clinging to your leg, and then all of a sudden – doesn't even want to say hi to you anymore. And it goes through the whole stage of the process. But that's what got me through it, honestly. Darius Rucker, listen to that song. It won't be like this for long. That's that's what got me through. I just kept listening to that song. But best of luck <laughs> to you, it. Alex. My goodness. I know it's not easy. Um, and uh, we wish you the best. If you want to reach out to Elizabeth or anyone else on the show, please remind us how we can reach you. And Alex, thank you again for your time. All right, Elizabeth, what's your website and best form of contact? My website is my name, so www.elizabethstitt.com, E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-S-T-I-T-T. -T -T. And with a name like Stitt, you can imagine how much fun it was to teach middle school. Oh, I, right. I, I challenge you all to use your imaginations. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> got it right away. Of course. Oh, my goodness. Um, and clearly with you as being a parent. Now, how old are your kids again? Remind me. And, of course, new listeners out there. Mine are 24, 26, 28. Okay, good. Oof. Yes. And they launched. And, you know, looking at it from the other side, it's, it was forever ago that I had an infant, and it was yesterday that I had an infant. Wow. And it goes so fast. And you'll be happy to know, Alex, if you're still listening, that the soft wash of time does take away the pain of the long nights. You absolutely can come to a point where you laugh about it. And if you can stay present and just enjoy the snuggles in the moment and know that it's going to pass because it is just a stage, uh, you're going to do great, Alex. You really are. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. All right. Wow. What else did you have in mind for us today, Elizabeth, as you're joining us here? We still have over 10 minutes left in the show. A lot to Fabulous. get to about the work you're doing. Go ahead. Well, I do, but I, I want to I finish us sure. a little bit on family meetings uh, because truly, I, I, I want to be at my soapbox here. Go for it. This is such a powerful tool. Mm -hmm. So step two in a family meeting is I call a calendar check. Okay. And the older your kids get, the more activities they're in, the more complex life gets, the more directions everybody's moving in. The more we need to look out at the week and say, 
okay, who's going to pick up whom when? Mm -hmm. How is that going to happen? What's the uniform that needs to be washed? Oh, there's a bake sale on Thursday and you promised that you would bring cookies. Mm -hmm. Run, son, go run to the larder and check and see, do we have chocolate chips or do they need to go on the shopping list? Mm -hmm. Let's think about that today because if we wait until Thursday, yeah. I'm going to be cross and mad and frustrated and I'm not running out to the store at the last minute. True. True. So calendar check helps us to be proactive. Okay. It helps give kids a, a heads up as to what's coming. It helps us to problem solve in advance. And here's a pro pro tip, especially for moms with a lot on their plate. Mm -hmm. The more we can put off on the child, the better. Mm. So, you know, if the kid is, is it's Thanksgiving and they're going to do a Thanksgiving skit, and they need a pilgrim's costume, I would say to an eight-year-old, okay, go Google easy pilgrim costume. Yep. And they may end up with a piece of folded paper taped around their neck with a turtleneck. Wow. And that's their costume. And some other mother may have stayed up all night sewing the perfect authentic costume but that mother's probably going crazy and feeling <laughs> resentful yes absolutely and your child is going to school knowing that they have taken responsibility for their own project their own learning and they've come up with a solution mm -hmm. so in handing off the task yeah it may not look as pretty but you have empowered your child yeah so Calendar check is a place where we can really look to see what can I get off my plate as mom or dad and what can I hand to the child. And sometimes they're going to need training. Like yeah. the six-year-old might not be able to do it yet. But when as you do it, you, you can say, come here, six-year-old, come over here. We're going to sit down and we're going to Google easy costume. Mm -hmm. And then we're... So then we're going to teach them about how to Google, teach them about how to make choices of which website is going to be more helpful, what is actually doable and why. Okay, so that's two. That's the calendar check. Okay. Three is what I call the open agenda. Here are my rules for an open agenda. Anybody can bring an agenda item to the table. They can bring that agenda item to the table as many times as they want, week after week after week after week. Mm -hmm. But what we do to keep it manageable is we put we use a timer. So if you've got 20 minutes for open agenda questions and there are five things on the open agenda, everybody gets four minutes. And it may be as, for instance, with my daughter, that the four minutes are gonna be about why we should have a family dog. And every week we might be hearing why we should have a family dog. What are good kinds of dogs? Who's hyper allergenic, who has less fur, which mm -hmm. ones need less walking, which ones are good guard dogs, but we're going to be respectful and we're going to listen. Wow. And every week our child is going to be acknowledged and is going to know that we really get and we really understand how important it is to you, how much you want this dog. Now I'll just share it with you guys. In my family, I have a blended family. I've got uh, two stepsons and a daughter, and half the week they go off to their other families. Mm. So no matter how much the children say, we'll take care of the dog, the answer is like, no, because half the week you're gone. Yeah. And so in our household, it just wasn't going to work. So 
what is the first thing that my daughter did after graduating from college? She invested in a purebred dog. She invested in the training for the dog. And she's happy. The dog is happy. And growing up, she knew that we really hurt her. And we weren't getting mad and irritated and annoyed because, after all, we can stand anything for four minutes, right? Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we were able to get creative and to problem solve. So yeah. we, we had borrow a dogs. We had dogs who come spend the weekend with us. We had dogs that if we were going to the beach, we would pick up and take to the beach. She did some dog walking. She got lots of dog calendars, mm -hmm. right? We were able to fully acknowledge and be present to how much that was important to her. Open agenda is also useful as a way of having a place to register a complaint. And then by the time you actually get to the family meeting, you might not need it. So, Jill, you might, for instance, instead of yelling at your kids about leaving the wet towels on the floor again, you might go and write on the family meeting agenda, which is going to be posted, say, on the refrigerator somewhere. Anybody can add to it. Wet towels on the floor. And let's say that that's Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And by the time you roll around to your meeting on Sunday, you realize that actually the kids have been pretty good this week about hanging out their towels. So now you go like, you know what? This isn't a problem. Mm -hmm. Let's take it off the agenda. So in your own sneaky little way, you've been able to register your complaint, register that you're upset about this. The kids have seen it. Every time they go to the refrigerator, they're like, oh, yeah, wet towels on the floor. We don't want mom talking for four minutes about that. Yeah. And so they get a little better. And of course, if the following week everything becomes chaos again, you can just add it back onto the agenda because the rule is you can always put the same issue on the agenda over and over. Really quickly, because I know we're getting close to time. Number four, Jill, is family fun. Mm -hmm. We want to spend some time, and it can be as little as 15 minutes playing exploding kittens. Have your kids discovered exploding kittens yet? No, what, what's that? It is a very silly, silly fun card game. You should, you should, you we should just got for right? Christmas the, the headband one. Where you guess you put is it, you put oh, yeah. the headband on and you is put that, the card. Is that taboo? No, it's called the headband something game. I don't know, Again, but it's, okay. it's okay. But we got a game, okay. But it's a good one, exactly. Mm -hmm. So at the end of your family meeting, in order to establish the idea that family meetings are good, good fun things, you spend 10, 20, 30 minutes playing. Mm -hmm. I promise you, there's a lot of bang for your buck on in family meetings. And I do have a free ebook on how to do effective family meetings that go over the four steps in detail and you can find that on my website can i jump in about the dog for a second yes <laughs> sure. back to the dog. whatever ended up happening though because now my eight-year-old wants a dog and he's asking the same thing now in college does she come to you and say mom i realize how hard that would have been does she understand it now more or does she what does she say I, i'm not sure i've ever i'm not sure i've ever gotten the words um, like, mom, I understand now. You were right. No. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, she is, she is, it's more like, see, this really was important to me. I wasn't yeah. just trying to be irritating. And now that I'm in a position to take care of it myself, I'm taking care of it myself. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. And I have to admit that I get all the benefit of the borrow a dog plan because my, my grand pup comes and visits and it makes me happy. And then. I'm very happy to send him away and have a clean, calm house again. 
Yes. That's, that's what my mom always said about grandchildren. Yeah, same concept. <laughs> yes, exactly. better, better the second time around because you really you can have them and you can let them go. It's just a better love. She said, yeah. plus you're wiser at that point to handle anything to take care of things. But all right, good to know. Um, two minutes left on the clock here, Elizabeth. What else did you want to share before we go? I do have a ton of resources, Jill. Free ebooks, uh, really accessible classes. If you are a middle school parent, I am. I have started the Parenting Academy for middle school moms and dads, and it's an easy investment. It's $127 for a quarter, and because I've just started it, if you are a founding member, that means you, you sign up in January, you get the second quarter free, mm-hmm. and that comes with a guest interview every month, a class or webinar that I offer educating you on some topic or another, and an open coaching session. So like, just like Alex called in, uh, you know that you can call in and get access to me. And it's really, the, it's going to be the cheapest way to get access to a private parenting coach for sure. And it's kind of fun because then you hear what other people are hearing. Yeah. Uh huh. And you don't feel so alone. Uh, we're in it together. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the Parenting Academy. And again, it's all available on my website. Perfect. And remind us again, Elizabeth, how we can contact you. Tell us that website. www.elizabethstitt.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-S-T-I-T-T. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Pleasure having you here again. Thank you for the insights and visit the website. Uh, And uh, yeah, I got to start these family meetings. You recommend once a week, correct? I do. Okay. I was thinking more on a daily basis before we get ready for the bus. Family meeting every day before breakfast. We could do a little, maybe a little. You could do, you could do a huddle. A little you family could do a huddle. Up. All right. And that's, and that's great. And to have, especially if you have your cheer or your, or your saying, yeah. you know, right. You know, Nicolini's on three. One, two, three. Woo. Perfect. And there's three of us. That's perfect. Nicolini's on three. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. You have a fantastic day and even better weekend, okay? And to all of our listeners, thank you. We appreciate you. Thanks again for calling in, Alex, and looking forward to the next time we speak. Thanks again, Elizabeth. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouthful, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.